Hi, and welcome to the Civics Breakdown with Bella. I'm your host, Bella Alexander. I take second period honor civics in a Manu High School class of 2024. On this podcast, you're going to get the rundown on civics and learn everything you need to know. Hi, and welcome or welcome back to the Civics Breakdown with Bella. Today, we are going to be talking about the structure of government. So our central question for today is to analyze the structure of national, state, and local government in terms of their ability to maintain order, security, and protection of individual rights. So on today's episode, we are going to talk about the branches of government. Um, so we have three branches of government, the executive, judicial, and legislative. The executive branch, um, well, I'm starting backwards, sorry. The legislative branch writes the laws, the judicial branch interprets the laws, and the executive branch carries out and enforces the laws. So, separation of powers is an approach to governing a state. Under it, a state's government is divided into branches, each with separate independent powers and responsibilities so that the powers of one branch are not in conflict with those of the other branches. So this um, we see in U.S. system of government, um, structure of government, because we have our three branches and they each have rules that um, enable them or are put in place so that they cannot override or become too powerful. So there's a delicate power, that, um, delicate balance there between them. Um, so next I'm going to talk a little bit about, um, the government, obviously. So Congress is a part of the legislative branch of government, and there are two congressmen per state, and the term for a congressman is six years, and then there's also the House of Representatives, which... The number per state is based on the population, but there are 435 members in all, and a term is only two years in the House of Representatives. So next is the executive branch. So the president is the head of the executive branch, and the qualifications to be a president are you have to be 35 years or older, a natural-born U.S. citizen, You must have lived in the U.S. for 14 consecutive years. So you could have been born here, moved out of the country, and when you move back, you have have to been here for 14 years. And you're only allowed two four-year terms as president. So you can run, get elected, um, serve in office for four years, and then rerun, get reelected, serve for four more years, and then you cannot rerun again. So the powers of the president are to give executive orders, they can sign vetoes or laws, they can appoint federal judges, they are the commander-in-chief of the military, they can pardon for federal crimes, and sign treaties with other countries. Um, Now we have the judicial branch, which is the Supreme Court, and there are nine justices in the Supreme Court. So that's the brief explanation on the U.S. 
um, structure of government. And now I'm going to go into the state governments. So each state, excluding Nebraska, has a bicameral legislator that are composed of a lower house and an upper house. So the lower house is um, an assembly, a general assembly, state assembly, and house of representatives or house of delegates. And the upper house is the Senate. So the North Carolina general assemblies enact general and local laws that promote the best interest of the state and establish rules and regulations governing the conduct of the people. Um, the North Carolina Supreme Court has a chief justice and eight associate justices, just like the um, U.S. Supreme Court, and they work with questions of constitutional law, um, questions of major significance, and appeals from convictions imposing death sentences for first-degree murders. So the North Carolina Superior Court um, deals with felony criminal cases or civil cases involving more involving for more than ten thousand dollars misdemeanor and infraction appeals district courts on the other hand um deal with cases involving less than ten thousand dollars and they um try almost all misdemeanors, probable cause hearings, and felony cases, which is like a preliminary hearing, juvenile proceedings, mental health hospital commitments, and domestic relations cases. So now's the time for connect your connection questions, favorite part of the podcast. So first is distinct, I'm going to distinguish federalism in terms of the role it plays in maintaining order and security at both the federal and state level. So federalism maintains order and security on both federal and state levels by splitting up the responsibilities of the government. This way, the representatives at state and federal levels can make decisions that will be most beneficial to the people. For example, the requirement to wear a mask was left up to state governments. In this way, some states where the virus is not is not spreading as quickly, they can decide whether or not masks are mandatory. So um, the federal government has more of a broad perspective, whereas state governments do what is specifically right for their people. Next, I'm going to compare the federal government of the United States to various forms of government around the world in terms of balancing security and protection of individual rights. So the United States government does a good job in terms of balancing security and protection of individual rights. It does a good job balancing these two because of our constitution, which has written rights that cannot be changed. And in some places around the world, they do not have written rights. So the rights could be interpreted in different ways. And if someone um, comes into power that doesn't have the best intentions, um, they could, you know, not make a great situation for those people. So now we're going to wrap up this episode with our essential question, which is analyze the structure of national, state, and local government in terms of their ability to maintain order, security, and the protection of individual rights. 
So the structure of national, state, and local governments all work together in order to maintain order, security, and protection of individual rights. The governments also work together to make sure the citizens are being represented, represented accurately. For example, the government can leave a decision up to state governments depending on how the people of that state see the issue. State governments can also leave the decision up to local governments. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Civics Breakdown and will join me for more.